Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests on the Goodyear Hotline. That includes Hall of Famer Barry Sanders. Guys, uh, you could say Jim Brown or whoever else. The best, most spectacular running back I've ever put my eyes on is Barry Sanders. That's the dude where I was like, uh, to me, that's the, the guy I measure everybody against. He's on in 10 minutes. We're going to ask him about the future of Saquon Barkley with the Giants. But the Knicks made a trade yesterday, and it's not the trade they made only. I think it's a significant trade. But it's what the trade may indicate about the future. First, here's Woj on the Knicks trading for Cam Reddish. You know, for a 22-year-old wing player, you know, very skilled offensively, having his best season now, uh, listen, this was a a player for the Knicks to take a flyer on. You know, I think he's going to have to improve defensively to play for Tom Thibodeau, but that's an important position in the NBA. People are always looking for athletic, skilled wings. And so the Knicks get a young one. Jay? Yep. Cam Reddish, like R.J. Barrett, by the way, age 22 season, they played in college together. Both of them, right at the moment in their career, where you're like, "Okay, guys, you're very young, you're making improvements, but this year you cut, you have to take a step forward." Right when you're like, "Uh oh," they both took the step forward. To me, I think that together this makes a lot of sense. They have young, improving, talented offensive players. But what are the concerns for Cam Reddish? So the the talent is off the charts. The one thing that will be interesting to see how it connects with the New York City mindset, right? The toughness, the grit, don't complain. Like we've seen what reaction kind of was, um, you know, kind of elicited from Julius Randle going thumbs down, how people reacted to that to a degree, right? Uh, the thing that I've heard around the league about Cam, and that kind of happened at Duke as well, was that there is something about him that people think that he is a little bit lethargic. He isn't as aggressive as you need him to be. There's a sense of him not being in tune psychologically. Now, look, I think the talent is off the damn charts. And let's address the elephant in the room. It automatically starts, one, to think about Duke basketball. Every time we play a game at Madison Square Garden, you know know what we call that? We call that Duke North, right? Because we play all of our games away games at madison square garden yeah unfortunately there are a lot of duke fans in new york city i've noticed it yes and it will there are a lot of duke students that are from the new york tri-state area that go to school down in durham north carolina so it makes you start to think about are you trying to run it back with that team that had a run in the ncaa tournament with rj barrett cam reddish and then zion williamson who was injured, obviously, and going through a lot. But it makes you think, could it lead down that Co- road? Coach K will be available. What are you talking about? How, how, how could RJ and, and Cam coexist now in the NBA? That was college. But on this Nick team, how can they coexist and both be able to get what they need? Because RJ is more of a slasher. He gets to the rim, and I think that elevates his game. And Cam has an incredible jump shot. I mean, he's shooting 37.9% from the three-point line. And it's, uh, it's something of beauty to watch. And he's more of a catch-off, dribble, penetration, shoot, drive it again type of play. It's not exactly the same key, but I would say DeRozan and Zach Levine both occupy similar niches, but one guy shoots to three. One guy, you know, they're both athletic wings and scorers, but their games can complement each other. 
right? Like Cam Look, he can Reddish, work, man. And Julius Randle occupies a lot of the paint when he gets in that paint. Well, I mean, if and Zion you, comes, Julius ain't going to be there. Yeah, probably, fair, right? but I'm just I'm looking at it immediate results, right? Immediate returns. It gives you somebody from a floor spacing perspective to have. But why? And Kevin Knox wasn't working out for this team. I called that a long time ago, and New York Knicks fans tried to kill me. And I said, look, it was the same similar question around Kevin Knox. That drive, that determination. Now, it's the same question for Cam, but I think the upside for Cam is different than Kevin Knox. Why is Zion coming, though? If. Why would, it, why would it be a if Zion comes? Well, well, I, can, well I, can I sure. – you want to hear Jump something? On that. Here's Zion Williamson, who's the – obviously the Pelicans' power forward, uh, at a press conference April 21st, 2021, this past year. New York is the mecca of basketball. I love playing here. Uh, when I played here in college, and this is my first time playing here in the pros, and, I mean, this, this atmosphere, you know, whether they're cheering for you, whether they're booing for you, uh, it's amazing. Uh, honestly, I think outside of New Orleans, obviously, I think this might be my favorite place to play outside of New Orleans. I can't even lie to you. I can't lie to you. Come on, man. And you got to say Come outside on, of the team I'm on now. <laughs> like, Smart, like, yeah. As soon as he said it, everybody, yeah, you're lying. <laughs> yeah, right. Like so, basically, what he's saying is New York is his favorite place to play. Well, you think, so you think you, based on you think based on him liking to play in New York, that there's a possibility that he could be on the move and become a Nick rather than somewhere else no or whatever doubt. the case be, because everybody that comes to Madison Square Garden essentially says Here's the, the same difference, thing, Keith. and they never wind up playing for the Knicks. But I'm telling you, Key, there's a built-in bias here. And I'm going to tell you guys why. When you come here and you play as part of the Duke organization, you start to feel like it's a home game, man. Like if there's, if there's one game or one scenario for a team that feels closest to what it feels like when the Knicks are rocking, that's a Duke home game at but Madison Jay, Square Garden. Also, let, let's, be, let's, let's state the obvious here. Not only would you put the band back together from Duke, which was always more of a pro team than the – like you'd always – they needed a little more shooting, but it was one-and-done type players where you're like in the pros – like, if this was four or five years from now, that might be different. The Knicks have never had a high flyer like Zion Williamson ever, right? More than that, though, when Leon Rose and World Wide West took over, part of that, part of the idea there is be an attractive place for players to play. So I look at this Cam Reddish move to join R.J. Barrett, who's just been coming on, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, they're laying the groundwork for Zion. And if that starts to click... Now, hold up. You got Cam and RJ and Zion, and they haven't been paid yet. So you got some cash to spend, too, and other free agents looking around or other players in the league. Now, here's a multi-billion dollar question, Max. Considering the history of Zion injury-wise, are you willing to bet that he pans out long-term? That's a question for Knicks fans. Yes, it is. Right? Do Knicks fans want Zion Williamson? They wanted him in the draft. They wanted him in the draft. Yes, they did. But I mean, a different scenario now. But there What's has the been a lot of there has been a lot of talk from quote unquote people in his camp about how they're not happy with the situation down in New Orleans. How that happened with David Griffin. How that happened with their coach that they lost. There's been a lot of chaos around that. You know what it reminds me of a little bit, Joel Embiid, who because of injury concerns went third instead of first. The injury concerns panned out for the first several years of his career. He did not play much. And in the playoffs, different game, though. Different. You, you can't di- compare Joel and B design just because the skill one guy set is like a drastically ju- different. I understand. What well, I'm not using them as similar players. I'm saying similar injury concerns 
and beginning, I'm, I'm taking a guy who's a superstar now. But Zion didn't who, have in the injury. beginning, it was like, uh-oh, he's too hurt. But Zion didn't have injury concerns in college. He, he did. He did. No, he did, no, yeah. He came like out with a bad. A little bit with the knee in high school, and then it followed him in college with the shoe blowout and other the things. The shoe blowout was a shoe blowout. That wasn't, I mean, that. Oh, had, you're saying Zion. I said Zion. Zion, yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry, sorry. I thought you meant Embiid. My, no, no, my no. Fault. I said Zion. There wasn't no injury concerns when he was in college to the pros. He went number one overall. Where Embiid dropped down because of injury but, concerns. But to me, there was always that injury concern with Zion based on his size and explosiveness. And like, well, and by the way, right, the, the sneaker couldn't even take it. Well, it's not just the size <laughs> and the explosiveness. But maybe it's, the sneaker wasn't made right, man. I don't know. It's Nike. Well, that's I, I, I don't know. I don't know if, if it's, you know. But I don't think it's just because of the size and the explosiveness. I think it's because of his game. Like, Joel Embiid. You see him a lot in games. Like, he trails, he can shoot threes, the ISO, the footwork, right? Zion's game, for the most part, is attack the rim with reckless abandonment. Like, that that's oh. his game, right? Oh, he I wants to finish over the top of people, which puts him in harm's way, which makes you concerned as a fan. Yeah, Blake Griffin. He's, yes. like, he's like a souped-up Blake But Blake Griffin, Griffin can now shoot. Yeah, no, but I mean, like, when Blake Griffin well, was coming up. I told you what Zion was. Yeah, you said it. I, I called him long way, way in college. I'm like... He ain't nothing but a Blake Griffin. That's right. all he is. But that's all he is, though. Blake that's was special, a lot. though. Blake was, Blake a, was, no, a that was that, special, that's, though. That's good. There's nothing wrong with that. It's an all-star. But it's not a guy that takes you to the promise. Right, level. right. It's not a number one on a championship team. Keyshawn J. Willemax, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join on the Goodyear Hotline. We're asking on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed who has the most on the line in Super Wild Card Weekend and why. Let's talk about it with... This is the dude, if you live through the era and put your eyeballs on him, that you compare all others to, the great Barry Sanders. Or put your eyeballs on him, you can't tackle him. Tampa's favorite, but Antonio Brown's gone, Chris Godwin's gone, Philadelphia could keep it close. Are you serious with this? You think the Patriots need a new what? The kid playing quarterback, Adolph Future. The future of the NFL is over in Buffalo. And we are thrilled to be joined by the great Barry Sanders. Good morning, Barry. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Good. Good Doing morning, good, Barry. man. Doing good. So um, how are you getting ready for Wild Card Weekend? Oh, man. I'm, I'm excited about it. I mean, you know, great, great matchups. You know, I'm, I'm partially getting ready by listening to you guys, you know, <laughs> um, and uh, and – you know, but yeah, just some great, great matchups, and, and it should be a lot of fun. Um, you know, and me and me and my friends at Rocket Mortgage got some great things lined up for Super Bowl down the road. But uh, but yeah, I'm getting getting my my chips and popcorn ready, man, ready to roll. Well, that's good, Barry. You've had an opportunity to see Matthew Stafford on the ground floor there in Detroit a lot uh, when he was with the Lions. And he's had a solid year with the Rams so far. How much pressure do you think is on him to lead the Rams deep into the playoffs, something he could not do in Detroit? Well, I think the pressure is very real. I think uh, he's in a great situation. Um, he's with a team that's been there before. Um, you know, I mean, it's it's really a lovely situation for him, but I'm I'm sure he's feeling the pressure. But Matt, Matthew, he he's up to it. I mean, everyone who wins um, the big one has to learn how 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 to at some point, you know. And so I'm one of the Detroiters saying, "Hey, look, man, the be- best of Matthew. Um, he's been in this league put up for a long time, putting up big numbers. Um, he's played against all those guys who've done it." 
Um, you know, and, and so this is this is his time to shine. So so I, I think he's up for it. Very pressure is very real. Yeah, I mean, he's feeling it. it more than probably any other player. Mm. Barry, you were so durable. I, I, we've been seeing running backs like Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley get drafted high, but have had trouble staying on the field. If you were a president, a GM, or owner of a team right now, uh, would you still build your team around a running back? Yeah, I think I think it depends on who you're talking about. I mean, you got to do your homework. Uh, you look at you look at someone like Derrick Henry. I mean, um, I, I think he's someone you can build around. You look, you look at someone like Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I think he's certainly someone you can build around. Even even um, in, you know, I see Dalvin Cook all the time. I mean, he's a, he's a player that put up big numbers. Um, you know, whether you can build around him, I, you know, I don't know, but. But um, but I, there's certainly some good young running backs who've proven their net worth out there. Um, is it as valuable as some of the top quarterbacks? I, I think that's you know that's a discussion you can have. But I don't. But I think, for instance, if you take this year, this season, there weren't that many offensive players that more you know more dynamic than Jonathan Taylor. He was in the MVP race, uh, put up big numbers. Um, you know, when you know, I wish his team had given him the ball 40 times. Uh, in the last game when he was up, you know, in the running for MVP and in potential playoff berth. I know that's a different conversation, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, but to answer your question, yeah, I, I think there's still some running backs out there. You can build your team around. Barry, how about specifically Saquon Barkley? Would you build around him? I mean, that's, that's, you know, that's a tough question. Yeah. I don't, um, I think he came in with, I think he came in um, looking the part, I, you know, he certainly came in looking the part season. Uh, he came in with a bang. I think that was his best, best season. Um, I'm not looking at the numbers, but, uh, but yeah. So, but, but if you're saying, okay, currently right now, I don't, I don't think he's proven to be that kind of player, but, um, but he's still young and, uh, you know, you never know what the future holds, but, 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 um, you know, so that's, that's really all I can say about that. Mm. Barry Sanders hall of fame. Pro Football Hall of Fame running back from the Detroit Lions joined us this morning on Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Uh, Barry, despite Dan Campbell going 3-13 and in his first season, they were competitive at times, uh, the Lions, that is. Do you believe and feel like Dan is changing the culture in Detroit from where it was under Matt Patricia? I can say I, I, I think so. Um, I hope so. I, I think um, there were some promising signs the last, you know, month and a half of the season. Um, you know, certainly it, it's nice to get a win against the division leader um, going into the off season. Um, you know, so I, I think I think Coach Campbell uh, saw some some promising things. I mean, when you when you're three and thirteen, you know, um, you realize hey, it's been a, it was a tough season. We've had we've had far too many double digit. Uh, losing seasons the last few years. This is Coach Campbell's first. I mean, this is this is his first uh, stint as a as a head coach. I mean, I'm sure he learned a lot. Um, you know, he came in here probably assuming what he had. Now, now he knows what he has, and he knows what's up against him. He knows he knows he understands the Packers a little more, and the and the the Vikings and the Bears, and 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 uh, just you know what it takes to be a head coach. So I'm I'm uh, I'm assuming that. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's learned a lot of tough lessons this first season, but I think that the team fought hard. Um, I think next year obviously will be 
um, the biggest indication of, okay, what, you know, where are we going here? Um, you know, and so, but us Lions fans are very hopeful. You know, there was once upon a time, Barry, I was a little skinny kid running around the National Football League in 1997, and you essentially ruined my new year because we had you bottled up in the first half, I believe, in 1997, and then you just unleashed on us in the second half and went over 2,000 yards and wind up knocking me and my team, the New York Jets, out the playoffs. <laughs> and I'll never forget that moment at all. I love welcome, you to man. death, you're but you're I, I, I love you to death. But we had him. We thought we had him bottled up. Oh, we like. Oh, yeah, we got. Oh, that's Barry Sanders. That oh, didn't yeah, work no. so well. Bop, bop. No, kids, if you're wondering, YouTube it. The human joystick, <laughs> oh, man. man. Yeah, on, you were Madden before Madden. Well, that was my Barry. best season. That was my best season, man. That was that was my ninth season, and that was the last regular season game, and there was a lot at stake, and obviously going against yourself, you know, going against Coach Belichick, um, going to Parcells. I mean, that was a great staff you guys had had there. And, and um, yeah, man, I, I remember that. And like I said, man, you're, you're very welcome um, for that game. You know, I just, I just, you know, I wanted to kind of lull you guys to sleep in the, in the first half and then come out with a bang in the second half. So that, that was my plan, and it, it, it ended up working well that day. Oh, Go ahead man. and talk that <laughs> humble trash, Barry. Man, Go ahead and talk that it, humble trash. Did it not? You, you had to see it, though. You had to be up close in person to really see it, to appreciate it. So Barry Sanders led the league in, like, yards per game. Like I, What I remember, it was like every year. It was Wait, ridiculous. Barry, Barry, I have a question for you. When did When you were at that level, what was the game like for you? You know how some of the greats say the game just felt slow. Can you describe – how the game moved for you that you were able to do what you were able to do? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I think for me is I um, I had good understanding of um, – or control, I guess. I felt like I had more control over, you know, myself and, and even sometimes even defense um, on certain plays and in certain situations, um, you know, and almost I could anticipate you know, what the defense was going to do. I, w- I was great at just reacting. Um, and for me, I think um, being being a smaller player, I think I always had just an awareness, um, you know, mm-hmm. awareness of where guys was, were coming from and just being able to react, uh, you know, with, with quick snap uh, judgment on the field. Um, you know, and obviously there's the measurables and things like that, but I think just a great awareness and I always love playing running back and, and the challenge of it. And the challenge of going against great, great defensive players, um, you know. So I think those are some of the things that really drove me. Barry, you mentioned earlier what you were doing down the road for the Super Bowl. Tell us more about it. Oh, absolutely, man. Um, Rocket Mortgage again this year is giving away a ton of cash to fans. Um, you know, we're we're back with a game of uh, Rocket Mortgage Super Bowl squares sweepstakes for Super Bowl, obviously, and and uh, every score change. Fans will have a chance to win $50,000. Um, there are going to be two grand prizes of $500,000. Um, one will give away at halftime, one at the end of the game. So just go to rocketmortgagesquares.com, find out more about it. If you if you refer a friend, um, you can potentially win even more squares. Um, you know, it's free to play, so you don't have a good reason to not play. Um, you know, so again, that's Rocket Mortgage Squares. Uh, com. learn more about it. Um, I think the entry window closes February uh, 11th, I believe. That that would be the Friday before uh, Super Bowl. So good luck to all the fans out there. And Rocket Mortgage just, you know, giving away a lot of cash for fans watching the big game. That is Barry Sanders, ladies and gentlemen, best running back I ever saw. Mm-hmm.
Thank you, Barry. Appreciate Thanks, Barry. It. Hey, gentlemen, great to be with you. All Take right, care. Thanks, brother. We you know, gave you that work key. They gave no, you all that work. They, yeah, not me. I played <laughs> offense. Me. I didn't play. I was not sitting me. there. I was sitting there watching. In in one run, man. So it's eleven guys on defense. He probably made eight guys miss on one run, like miss, like literally, like a cat, like you chasing a a cat around to get him back into the cage, and he just. It was crazy. Hey, that's like and that was the first time I saw him play. Obviously, I was coming out of college. I saw him play on television and stuff like that. And this was my second year in the league, so I got a chance to see it up close and personal on the sideline. I got to tell you, I love those moments. Like Like, We had a couple of those in the league where Vince Carter banged on Eddie Curry. And I remember we roasted Eddie Curry in the locker room. Key, that's where you come to the locker room like, yo, man. But you don't understand, though, Jay. We was on our way to the playoffs. We had him him in a bottle. Sealed up. We was putting the tape around him. We had him all done. We went into halftime. You rubbed the bottle. That's and, the problem. And messed around and dropped the bottle. It broke. It was over. I mean, this dude, you know what's, 13-10. You know what's funny is that he was a guy where, you know, you put him behind Emmett Smith's offensive line. Good Lord. But people, oh, Emmett Smith runs between the tackles. Barry Sanders would take a loss for yards sometimes. But when you ask Barry Sanders what running backs could you build around, he named all kind of downhill running Big, strong backs, not the slick, elusive dudes. You would think Saquon, McCaffrey, I guess because they're hurt, you can't well, he say was that elusive. right now. He was elusive, but he would, his lower body was yeah, ridiculous. Strong, yeah, he was strong. Yeah, I control. You know, and he was just – he. you hadn't seen anything like that no. before. You think if he had IG back then, we would be talking about his thighs and all the stuff we talk about with Saquon Barkley? He was smaller than Saquon, though. He's a still smaller guy. Smaller, yeah. but still thick. Yeah. Speaking of greatness in the 90s, the greatest rivalry of the 90s will be renewed on Sunday. That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Left wing for Morant. Morant crosses over on Beverly. Left baseline drive. Hangs in the air. Banks it up and in. And gets one more. Foul called. And it'll be on Jared Vanderbilt. 71-68. Morant with the bucket. Three ball wasn't falling for job, but he still dropped 16. You heard it on 92-9. ESPN Memphis. The Grizzlies were able to extend their franchise best winning streak to 11 in a row with a 116-108 win over the Minnesota Timberwolves on Thursday night. So their record for a single-season win streak is 10. They already have that. But now they're one win away from a franchise record 12 straight wins if you pick up a winning streak from the previous season. They can do it tonight when they host the Mavericks at 10 p.m. on ESPN. Meantime, in the NFL, David Culley was fired by the Texans after only one season. Houston went 4-13 and overall. After a bunch of quarterback issues, it's also the first time 
The franchise has fired a coach after one season. Cully said Monday he had re- expected to return. And nine-time Australian Open champion Novak Djokovic faces deportation from Australia again after his visa was revoked for the second time. The defending Australian Open champion who is not vaccinated against COVID-19 in spite of the choice of several safe and effective vaccines is expected to make another appeal. The tournament begins Monday in Australia across ESPN. I'm talking about these stories and more on this just in today, 2 p.m. Eastern. SportsCenter is brought to you by Goodyear. Goodyear knows the passion it takes to drive every game forward. Whether your team's home or away, the traditions that bring us together are still the same. That's the road that moves us. Goodyear more driven. This is America's team. There's a lot of pressure and responsibility that goes along with being America's team. Every year we read the headline numerous times. It's their year. It's their year. Is this your year? For sure. What a strike from Dak Prescott. Excited about the way that we finish this regular season, but none of it matters now. Line them up. We're ready to go. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Download the podcast. Catch us on your smart speakers. Harry Douglas, you hear him on this show. He's hosted this show before. We're presented by Progressive Insurance, all guests on the Goodyear Hotline, and here is our football analyst, Harry Douglas. Good morning, Harry. Good morning, fellas. How y'all doing? Harry, can I tell you what you just missed? You just missed Key. We were talking to our guy, Paul, our stage manager, saying that he took, you know, he did ballet on Broad Street. And Key was, uh-huh. uh, Broadway, I said Broad Street, geez. And, and Key was like, oh, yeah, I did, I did ballet. I could do a toe touch and literally stood up and tried to do a toe touch. I have the video. You have to, it's, it was nowhere close to a toe touch, Harry. No, it wasn't. It was a low touch. It was, <laughs> it was a knee touch. Those Harry, are, those you are not it? your toes. Those Harry, are your knees. You do a toe that's touch? the age. That's the age. Man, Man, could you do a toe touch? You got the warm weather down there in Atlanta. You got more flexibility. No, we don't. Man. It's cold right now. I, listen, I'm going to get firewood after I get off with y'all, after I drop my son off. It's supposed to snow here Sunday. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get some firewood so I can light every fireplace in my house. Oh, so that means Atlanta completely just shut down. Shut down. Right? Yeah, right. Lord, they get a exactly. snowflake. They get down a there. flake. It's, it's like, ah! <laughs> Everybody in the supermarket D- sold out. DC, Atlanta, all I'm that. Once to the you store get to too. that neck of the woods. I got to get groceries. That's what I'm saying. Y'all be clearing the grocery store out, man. They didn't even snow yet. It's sad. I don't ha- know why. It's so crazy. I mentioned ha- when we were off during the holidays, Harry Douglas was on this show filling in. Here is Harry from three and a half weeks ago on this show on why the 49ers were dangerous. Listen. I just think they present a brand of football uh, where you talk about the playoffs that you want to play. You want to control the line of scrimmage. They can do both of those things with their offensive line. You look at Trent Williams, a guy who's been doing it for a long time. One right? of the best. He's been doing it for a very, very long time. And right. I also, I'll, I'll go to their center, Alex Mack, a guy who was in Atlanta with Kyle Shanahan. So you just have that continuity there, and I think they're peaking at the right time to make noise. And, yes, I'm going to say it with my chest. I think they're the best team in the NFC West right now. So – is Ten toes down, Max. Ten toes down on it, too. Mm. Is that still mm. the case? Like, are they the best team in the NFC West right I now? So. I believe so. Because, see, here's the thing about the San Francisco 49ers. There's no window dressing when it comes to this. There's no trying to be cute. You know what they're going to do. You know who they're going to be. Can you stop it? Point mm-hmm. blank, period. Yeah. Can and, the Cowboys? Uh, if the Cowboys are hitting on all cylinders, they probably will win this football game. But if they're not hitting on all cylinders, they won't win. Because the San Francisco 49ers, this is what a lot of people got to understand. Defensively, they're top 10 against the pass. They're top 10 against the run. They're top 10 in sacking the quarterback. I think they have like 48 on a year sacking the quarterback. 
But then I think they have three of the best linebackers in the game, Fred Warner, Greenlaw, Al Shire. Um, when you look at the players that they have offensively that can do a multiplicity of different things, right? You talk about Juszczyk, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, and not to mention they got that they got that one in the holster named Trey Lance that can get involved in that run game. And see, the, 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 the Dallas Cowboys defensively, they're very aggressive, right? Yeah. That misdirection going to control all that aggressiveness. So yeah. those guys oh, no better read no their keys and be on their P's and Q's. Hey, Harry, I've been saying that the entire time. When you watching them fly sweeps and you looking at that as a defensive end and you looking to set the edge and all of a sudden, or you looking yep. to pin your ears back and all of a sudden you got to freeze for a minute because that misdirection and them eyeballs is chasing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden that cutback lane is there. It's a little too late. Mm-hmm. So I agree. Though, I agree with you as far as the Niners coming out of the, as far as the Niners being the best team in the NFC West because the Niners own the Niners own the Rams, and the Rams getting ready to cancel out each other with Atlanta, with uh, Arizona. Arizona. Mm-hmm. So you look at it; they may be the only ones standing in the end. Parsons a little different though. It's not like Van Der Esch and these guys from a couple years back. Michael Parsons is, but it's is not it. It's a different the, what, what, kind but, of guy. But, 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 but let's let's let's, let's, though, let's remember. Let's remember. He is a rookie now. I understand yeah. he's been great mm-hmm. this year. And Kyle Shanahan, what does he do well? Motions before the snap. Absolutely. Them eyeballs. All that, all, that, all that kind of stuff. And let's not forget now, this is a main point a lot of people not not remembering. Dan Quinn and Kyle Shanahan was together in Atlanta. There's a reason why Kyle Shanahan was Dan Quinn's offensive coordinator. That offense presented his defense all kind of challenges every time he faced it. Mm. That's another nugget y'all got to throw in there as well. Mm. So, Harry, let's talk about coaching for one second. What do you think would happen to Mike McCarthy if the Cowboys are one and done? Listen, we should shoot dice, right? And you try to roll an eight. eight I'm I'm going to fade you every time, by the way. Go ahead. Harry's not shooting dice. Eight skate and donate. Tell him, Harry. He got to go. He got to go. Got to go. You got to go. If you lose in the first round this year after the record that you have right now with a 12 and 5, uh, and you, your your owner just came out and said that it's it's a Super Bowl or bust. He has to go. Harry's turning it into a CeeLo. We're talking about the NFL playoff. <laughs> uh, so we're we're going to rope off the corner of the studio for you, Harry, for our next C- dice game, man. So how, ask them, boy, CeeLo King over here, boy. Mm-hmm. So, Harry, how concerned should the Packers be if they got to see the 49ers if they get past – the Cowboys. I'm very concerned. The first matchup key early in the year. Remember, Aaron Rodgers in that Packers offense had to go down with about, what was it, 20-something, like 30, 20-something seconds left in the game to kick a field goal to win that matchup. A lot of people not remembering that. And then let's take it, let's take it some steps back. Not far from the NFC Championship game where they demolished the, 40, uh, the, the Green Bay Packers running the football mm-hmm. and playing mm-hmm. – uh, a brand of football that I don't think many teams in the NFC want to play, which is a physical brand. Mm-hmm. Meantime, we talk Cowboys, talk Niners, talk Packers. No one is really expecting the Bengals to win the Super Bowl this year. But, Harry, I can't rule them out. Like, the Eagles ain't going to win the Super Bowl. I can't say that about the Bengals. Harry, Max they, is in love with Joe Burrow. Yeah, Joe Burrow and Justin <laughs> Herbert, those are my crush. dudes. That's right. Um, Bengals get the Raiders, though, Harry, and, yep. and, and you know, Derek Carr and the Raiders, like a Cinderella season for them. Who do you like here? I like the Raiders in this one. 
I watched that first matchup that they played this year uh, about four times now, and the Raiders basically beat themselves. Joe Burrow, he went 20 for 29 in that game, but he didn't have over 200 yards passing. And the Raiders struggled to stop the run game. Joe Mixon had a great game, but the, but the Bengals couldn't stop Darren Waller and Derek Carr. And you look at that game, right? The first series of the game for the Cincinnati Bengals ended up in a sack fumble. They come back, they have a third down play, and the Bengals get sacked again, but one of the defensive linemen lined up in a neutral zone. They had another play. Third down, they get another third down stop. And for some reason, the corner of the, corner of the safety um, hit a defenseless uh, receiver, and that uh, extended the drive for the Bengals. They went down and scored. Then you had the late two turnovers by the, by, the, by the Raiders as well. So watching that game, I'm saying to myself, the Cincinnati Bengals didn't beat the Raiders. The Raiders beat themselves. So I'm looking forward to the Raiders winning this game. And then let's not, let's not poop on Derek Carr either. <laughs> if, that game, if that game is close toward the end, I'm rolling with Derek Carr. See, a lot, a lot of, uh, Harry, a lot of people all season long, though, they've been hating on Carr. And I, keep, I kept trying to tell, you know, they don't know, man. They all the media types, you know, what do they know? And I'm trying <laughs> to tell them, and I'm trying to tell them, I said, man, that dude is good, man. Ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, man, that dude is really good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then as time went on, everybody like, oh, well, yeah, you mean, you know, you're kind of right. I'm like, what are y'all <laughs> looking at? Stop paying attention to the narrative. Just stop it. So Monday night. Matthew Stafford, Kyler Murray, mm-hmm. they're going up against each other in SoFi yep. for the third time this year. Matthew Stafford, 0-3, lifetime in the playoffs, although that was with the Lions, and Kyler Murray, first time ever in the playoffs. Who do you trust more in this game? So that would be right now. Right now I trust Kyler Murray more uh, because of the fact that Matthew Stafford, the last four games, the man has nine turnovers in the last four games, mm-hmm. eight interceptions, one fumble. And the same body language that I've seen Sean McVay have with Jared Goff when he messed up the last four games, I've seen that from Sean McVay when it came to his quarterback position. You see him on that sideline around the offense on that knee, that's him being worried. That's him being worried. And Matthew Stafford, man, he's underthrowing footballs. He's missing guys, uh, that, that, that whole debacle. But you got to remember, this organization gave up. Um, traded Jared Goff for Matthew Stafford because he was the guy. They made the Super Bowl with Jared Goff. They didn't win it, but they made it. If they don't get to the Super Bowl and win it, in my eyes, it's a bust because they basically gave up their draft picks, what, this year, next year, and I think some some more years ahead too. So they're all in. They put all the chips in at the poker table. So I, I think Matthew Stafford has the most pressure on him, more so than anybody in these playoffs, whether he wanted it or not. Agreed. And then he's just not playing. He's not playing a good brand of football right now, and and Dan Orlowski continues to say he's not worried about Matthew Stafford. Listen, man, you turn I football to over Dan. the playoffs. It's a wrap. <laughs> I totally agree, especially in Game One. Most pressure on Matt Stafford in the playoffs. That is Harry Douglas, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, Harry. All right, no Steve. I'm Appreciate still fading telling. you when we get that craps game man, going. You crazy? Come on, man. Man, go cook some chitlins. We out. <laughs> One team went from a big crazy. commitment to their quarterback to no commitment. So what went so wrong? Oh, jeez. No? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, 
happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Take it or shake it. Take it. Take it. Or shake it. Shake it. Take it or shake it. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. Take it away, Evan. All right, take it or shake it. Brought to you by Granger. So, Chris Ballard, the Colts GM, not really committed on Carson Wentz. Are you guys? Will Carson Wentz be the starting quarterback for the Colts in 2022? Take it or shake it. Take it. Take it. Certainly will be the starting quarterback. Maybe some competition, but in the end, just follow the money, right? You got to follow the money. And part of following the money is the draft picks that they gave up to get Carson Wentz. He'll get another shot and opportunity in 2022. Beyond that, there's no guarantees. The question is, who are you replacing Carson Wentz with? And, and my thing is, first year under Frank Wright, getting a chance to understand the system. Jonathan Taylor had a spectacular year. Realistically, you have to run it back next year. Colts fans may not like it, but it is where it is. I'm not the biggest Carson Wentz supporter, as you may you remember. You aren't? Shocking. Um, what are you really looking for him? He took a big step forward this year. It was a good bounce back year. He w- he wound up being a solid quarterback. And given the options and the money you owe him, he's probably going to be the quarterback again next year. And maybe he can take another step forward. Maybe they get Sam Elliger opportunity. I wouldn't put my money on it, Jeez. but yeah. Well, I don't know. I would just some thought that Wentz. some some thought some they could go to the playoffs. Certainly with him. thought they some. could. Well. Joe Burrow will stay unbeaten in quote-unquote big games. He's 6-0 and with no interceptions. He stays unbeaten. Take it or shake it. Here's a problem that I have. I keep going back and forward on this one. I'm just going to roll with the Raiders, and Excuse I'm going to shake say, it. Take it. Yeah, can you say shake it first and then yeah. give you a reason why? That's how the game is played. Because earlier you today you took the Bengals. Shake oh, it! Shake it! I wanted to explain that. That's why I did it beforehand. But you're going back and forth within a couple hours. Yeah, yeah I'm because confused. I'm sitting here and I'm thinking as I'm thinking out loud and I'm hearing things come in, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to shake that. I'm it's rolling that kind with of game. Carr. Yeah. I'm rolling with Carr, especially after I listened to Harry Douglas that was on with us just a minute ago. I said, oh, you know what? He has a point. 
Darren Waller did take care of business in that first game until he had to leave the game. They they were on the ropes until late at those two turnovers. So I'm going with the Raiders, man. It ends this streak that, what do you call him, Magical Joe or something? Joe, Joe Thorough. Thorough. Yeah, Thorough. Joe Thorough is having. I'm going to go with Joe Thorough on this one to, to get the job done. I, there's, um, I get the year that the Raiders are having, and I get what Harry Douglas said about, you know, uh, Darren Waller getting hurt in that game. But there, there's something that feels unique about the relationship that him and Jamar Chase have, Joe Mixon, their defense, Zach Taylor, and all the questions we had about this team coming into the season. They are a different team who believes they belong in the big moments. Yeah, I'll say it's, it's I'm, I'm with Kia. It goes like I go back and forth. I'm going to go with the Bengals because of Joe Thorough. But Derek Carr and the Raiders, they have that feel. I, I took Justin Herbert and they beat them. And Justin Herbert played out of his mind and they still beat him. But I still like Joe Burrow. Mike here. Williams makes a catch. It's a different scenario, though. Right? Yeah, no doubt. Okay. No you know doubt. what's so? You know if what's so? And if and if, if and if. You know what's so if, crazy? If was a fifth. You know what's so crazy though, man? Is when I'd you be look rich. at uh, Peanuthead over here mentioned Joe mentioned Jamar Chase, and who then you, you mentioned to? Joe. You mentioned Joe Burrow. Who's Peanut? <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, you know how bad that is though when you're the number one pick like I was, and you had Neil O'Donnell at quarterback as a rookie opposed to a Joe Burrow. <laughs> That's Yo. like, come on, man. Seriously? Yo. Like, I got cheated for well, real. Now you're in the media, or as I like to call it, the Kedia. Hold on, Evan. Can you pay this peanut head his money? Yeah, uh, oh. there's a bunch Do of peanut heads. you pay this head? peanut head his money? He owes me five. I'm, I'm going to keep talking about it every damn day on the show until I get the cash in hand. Mm. Mm. Well, Thank you, Evan. Can't help you. Yeah. Rich Bisaccia is coaching for his future on Saturday. Take it or shake it. Take it. Take it. I, I think so. Uh, Rich Bisacci is coaching for his future because if he wins, you can't get rid of a guy who just went 11 and 6, uh, including the playoffs. You just can't do that, and a team will rally around him. If he loses, you kind of slightly open up the door. And I know there's been reports about Coach Harbaugh coming from Michigan. From everything that I understand, Coach Harbaugh, no one's put in a request through the NFL for Coach Harbaugh at all on mm. none of these teams. I, I want to shake it just because – Everything he's battled through this year, Key, how this team has rallied around him, how you hear Derek Carr talk about him, how you hear Darren Waller talk about him. It's just there's something special about he, he deserves a chance. Now, if they get smacked, okay. But if they lose the game by a reasonable amount and it's still close, I hope they hold on to him. I'm going to take it because I think that's the reality. But I want to shake it for this reason. you got to be a fool to let this dude walk out the door. Whatever happens in this game – this team has no business in the playoffs, everything they went through this year. He's the coach that helped get them there. He is very well-liked by all accounts, by everyone on the team. Why would you let him walk out of your building? But I think it's true, Evan. I think that's what's at stake. All right, listen closely. The Cardinals are the road team this weekend most likely to make a Super Bowl run. Take it or shake it. Road team. <clears throat> Who else is a? I'm yeah, sorry, give me all the road yeah, teams. Wait, yeah. Yeah. Right. The Niners yeah. are a road. No, the just Niner, you, you the mean Niners, the, the Raiders, the, Pats, the Patriots, the Eagles, Steelers, Eagles, and Steelers. The Steelers. Shake it, shake it, shake, shake it, it all day long. The most likely to, to make a run is going to be the San Francisco 49ers. I'm, I'm sorry, no DeAndre Hopkins in the lineup for the Cardinals. First time head coach and Cliff Kingsbury in the playoffs. First time quarterback and Kyler Murray in the playoffs. This is a different season. The playoffs are not the preseason. The playoffs are not the regular season. It is heightened. It is more juice. It, it, the littlest mistake could cost you. It's just a different deal. 
I think it's the 49ers. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, if the Cardinals were fully healthy, it would be a different scenario. But I think the 49ers, probably out of all the road teams, pose the best threat to get to the Super Bowl. In spite of everything that Key said, and I agree with it, first-time head coach in this situation, but I, I would like the Cardinals as potential Super Bowl champs if DeAndre Hopkins was healthy. Yeah, but he's not, and so healthy. I can't take it, yeah. and I agree with everybody. It's the Niners because they're, they're healthy this time of year. All right, Take It or Shake is brought to you by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is always there to help. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Last one, guys. Cam Reddish plus R.J. Barrett equals Zion Williamson down the road. Take it or shake it. Take it. Take, take it. it. I'm, I'm listening to Jay. Jay seems to think his Duke, what do you call it, brothering? Is that what you call it? Well, the Brethren. brotherhood. Close. Brotherhood, you got yeah. the first word correct. Brotherhood. At, uh, what the I don't hell know. does brothering mean? I don't know. It's a Duke saying, I guess, right? <laughs> brothering is not a Duke. What is brothering no, brotherhood mean? Brotherhood or something. Brotherhood, yeah. I knew, yeah. I knew it was something like he that. He said brothering. I don't know what y'all call it, man. <laughs> hell, that's why I asked you. Like, you According, need brother ring. Brother ring, brothering hood, whatever. We don't say Trojan hood. Like, we don't. What's well. on the line for the defending champs? That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.